What's up, Benchwarmers? Welcome into episode 101 of the Far Into the Bench podcast with Jimmy Pilato and Nico Bryant. The first, as we are flying the Variety Sports Network banner. Super excited. We get into a ton of that. You guys will actually hear from a couple of the Variety Sports Network guys on our center of attention as we are going to have a little bit of a segment with them for this episode. You guys also heard us on the live all-star game for Variety Sports Network. So we're super excited to be working with VSN at Variety underscore sports underscore to follow them on social media. Be sure to check out the YouTube channel and follow their podcast feed. As for our show, this week we talk our VSN um, news that we had come out, uh, Home Run Derby, talk a little bit about the All-Star game and, and the memories that we had from that going on last year, the Drew League, LeBron playing in that. Deshaun Watson and, and the possibility of that situation being mishandled. ton of stuff that we get into. Uh, it was a great uh, first episode after episode 100, 101. Yeah, we're, 101. We're starting. We're kicking things off right for the next 100, and we're kicking off our Variety Sports Network tenure with uh, with some more heat. So I think they're going to enjoy this one. Yeah, we need a little more variety. Here, yeah, we were talking a lot about a lot of hockey, hockey a lot basketball. Of basketball. We'll start putting some more variety in our A little more variety in our life. This episode of the Far End of the Bench podcast with Jimmy Pilato and Nico Bryant is presented by the Variety Sports Network. Oh, sheesh. That, feels, that sounds good, Jimbo. That sounds real nice. We, we have, have a home. We have a home. We are no longer nomads. We're not, not wandering the desert. We have set, settled down, planted our roots. We made it official. We put a ring on it, I guess, is a, is a way to yeah, say that's it. that's a great way to put it. I guess. Nice, way to put uh, it yeah, we don't have to talk about what what it has been in the past. You guys, if you're a longtime bench warmer, you understand what the, what this means. But the Variety Sports Network, at Variety underscore sports underscore on Instagram, at underscore Variety Sports underscore on Twitter. There's a lot of underscores in that. And then they're also on Facebook, at Variety Sports and YouTube, also uh, Variety Sports Network. Search all of the all of those things. They're doing live streams for the All Star Game that you guys heard us on, and uh, they're going to start doing some more live streams. But we're also going to start popping up on some of their shows. So wherever you're listening to the podcast, where you're listening right now, so follow follow us, leave a five star rating and a review, and then head on over, search Variety Sports Network wherever you're listening, and that'll have a rotating feed of every single show that is under the Variety Sports Network banner. That's where you can stay up to date. You'll learn a little bit about some other places. Like this is, they're a little bit more Midwest than than the other people that we've worked with in the past. The the guys that we had our meeting with yesterday, all Blues fans, all Blues and, fans, uh, all Cardinals I totally, fans. Totally spaced that my Google Meets background just happens to be Raymond Bork hoisting the Stanley Cup. So they got a, a nice kick out of that. Uh, but we met with Brandon and then the uh, seventh inning stretch guys, mm-hmm. um, Josh and, and Logan and Logan. So. They were they were awesome. They sound like you know they they've put in a lot of work. They went from it was just one one podcast, and now they've grown into you know they're getting a solid amount of attention for all of the stuff and and all of the things that they've been working on together. So we're excited to be attached to them now. You'll see the little VSN up in the top right hand corner when when you're listening to this. And like we already mentioned, follow the actual podcast page. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. All of that content is now going to be linked together 
and you're going to start seeing a rotating cast of guys. Like when NHL season comes back, I know we're going to have to have the Blues guys on when the Avs and Blues play, and then we'll start to go around. They have uh, fantasy football shows, um, regular NFL shows, college football shows. Like there's a lot of of opportunities for growth and content for the with these guys so we're super excited uh at variety sports Network. yeah, yeah you may be asking yourself well, jimmy nico what did, what did you get yourself into here i was like well first of all being nomads as we were for however long we were we wanted to make sure sir, ourselves that we not only build our brand more more and more i mean the past three four months we've had the most growth we've ever had in my opinion yeah. and and statistically wise obviously shows that but also find a home where, where we we have like-minded individuals that um that are, are along the right path that maybe have a lot of differing views than us which they they do they most definitely, they most definitely do, do yeah. but no it's 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 really awesome like i said we would not join a network unless we were fully confident in what they're doing and fully confident in what we can bring to them mm-hmm. and that's exactly what we're gonna work what we're gonna bring to the value sports network and also what we're looking forward to most being being with them in, um in the coming future it's it's a really really exciting time no doubt yeah, and like I said, you guys saw us on their live watch-along of the All-Star game for this season in Los Angeles for the MLB. They're going to start doing, they said, some more live streams. I don't know how much, uh, how many different ones that we're going to be able to be on because I'm going to start teaching, and, and I was in class all day today as you guys are, are or as we're recording this, and as you guys are listening to this, I'm still sitting in a classroom being taught how to teach other people's kids. So it's going to be... I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun, but there's a lot of, of great work that we have coming up with them. And um, I can't wait. When we have the first first guest on, it's going to feel real. But right now, it, it's it, I can't wait to see the amount of growth opportunities. And you're, I, you kind of think about it. We were on our old network for about a year. We've been nomadic for about a year, and we've done a lot of growing in that time. All of our accounts, shout out to all the bench warmers who followed at FEOTB Pod on our social medias, subscribe to our YouTube channel, watched any of our content. We appreciate all of that. But we've built ourselves up to a certain point, and now I think we can hook our brand to these guys who also have the same amount of work ethic, the same amount of drive. And uh, I think the sky's the limit, honestly. Things are, things are happening. And things happened, and now we we have a home, and we're we're ready to get things rolling oh, on the variety. Yeah, we network. yeah we're really like I said we're really really excited. I mean, you guys heard us on the All Star game. It, it was literally almost a year and a week ago this week that we were at the All Star game last year, which was so much fun. I mean, I, we're, we're as we're recording this, we're watching the Derby. The Derby's still one of my favorite most my my most favorite events I've ever been to. Like it's 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 such a like I said, getting on listen, talking to those guys getting to know them more than talking some smack look we're not gonna sit here and act like the biggest baseball people in the world because we're not but you know what we love it every now and then there's nothing else to watch during the summer it is american that's it's not the it's a it's america's pastime it is not the number one sport in america it's not number two and probably isn't number three either but you know it's, it's still sport it's fighting with you know like box lacrosse and pll for viewership but it is still the mlb and they still do own this weekend in July, they own. I mean, they July don't really. Fourth usually. Yeah, they don't own really the fall anymore. The, the fall classic has kind of lost its luster now that football season is an extra week, and and everybody's paying attention to that. But uh, no, the the Derby 
Did you like the Derby more than you like oh, the actual game? Oh, one hundred percent. I loved the All Star game because I because as a kid, whenever I watched baseball, it was always the home run derby. Like I remember trying to, I mean, the Chris story goes back funny, trying to hit home runs off of him. Like even though I didn't play baseball, everyone tried to do dirt home run derbies in their backyard or whatever for for whatever reason. And I oh man, like I remember the first I, I want to say that either the first or second derby I ever watched was the Josh Hamilton at the in, or at Old Yankee. Stadium. Was it old? It was, was yeah, old, was that it was old, old Yankee, Yankee Stadium? Stadium. And I remember being like, "Man, this is fun." I was like, "This is insane." <laughs> that guy, like, that was the honestly, that was that was one of the best eras of baseball that I can remember because it was post steroid and it was post the aftermath of all the steroid era, and that was that was as a fun time. That was kind of where my Yankees fandom kind of solidified because I was playing baseball in the summers, but then also I got. Hideki Matsui yep. and and Alex Rodriguez, Derek Jeter going up against Chase Utley and I think Jimmy uh, Rollins, Brand, Ryan Brandon Howard. Phillips, yep. like those guys early on in their careers. Um, I can't think of the big lefty that played Brian Howard, base. Ryan yeah, Howard, and yeah. Jim, Jimmy Rollins, so Ryan Howard, Jason those, Worth. That was like the the battle, and when they were in the World Series against each other, the Northeast almost imploded. But like that was the really fun era of baseball. I'd said I told this story when we were going to all the All Star game stuff, and I told Jeremy and Jonah, um, or did it was it Jer- it was Allen, it was Allen, it was yeah. Allen and Jonah that went with us to that last year. Like I remember staying up to the twenty when the all-star game went 22 innings like the because that was when they had the winner of the all-star game gets home field advantage in the world series Events. so Events yeah something. they they were playing their asses off and it was 22 innings uh, it was just it was ridiculous my dad and i stayed up and uh it was not a fun day of no, football training the next no. morning but no there's there's definitely a feel like a a special feel when you sit down and you're watching the home run derby all-star game i would say even like some the College World Series has that feel to it as well, where you go to a place where you might not necessarily visit because you know you you never know, but it ends up being one of the best times, and it's something that legitimately everybody understands. This guy with a rock is throwing at that guy with a stick, and they're gonna try and whack the rock with the stick. And yeah, I, I mean, when you think about like the landscape of sports, no, like there's very few other sports you can play casually. Baseball is one of the easiest sports in the world to play casually. You can play soft toss, you can play whatever casually. You don't have to be the best athlete in the world. We're saying there's levels to it, but it's, it is definitely easy to pick. Like everybody can play with ball. Like yeah. I said, everyone can pick up a stick and try to swing at a ball yes. or whatever. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm not doubting what they do. Don't get this wrong. I'm just saying anybody can pick up a sport very easily. You can throw pass and catch with the ball very easily it's a sport that's very old and very past time that's that's why like it's little kids with the home run playing at the home run derby that's what it feels like a lot of these guys have their dads throwing it to them like it's 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 a spectacle like i said it's the by far the best all-star event of all the major sports i mean you can put the dunk contest obviously the last couple years that's that throws it out the window but the dunk contest is there um i'd probably put the three-point contest in there when the nfl did the 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 passing challenge that was there like the nhl speed challenge has been 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 up up there there too but but nothing has ever been able to touch the historic historic historicism historically great historical historical nature nature. of the derby there you go um i think it is it is funny to mention like it's anybody can pick it up because the reason why i ended up playing baseball was i picked up a rock one day in the backyard and threw it across the yard and broke a fence post on the other end Mm -hmm. and i told came in and told my dad he's like oh we should probably put you into baseball. That's we can, right. We can yeah. teach you how to be a pitcher. 
So it, it's little things like that, and, and it's like, a little bit. I mean, it's definitely sad to see where the the state of viewership and the state of fandom is in baseball because it is true. You grow up, you have these little moments, and that's why these guys playing in the MLB are playing where they are because they had these little moments when they were kids. They were on a travel ball team that happened to go to Cooperstown and win or something. They've done something somewhere that it's ingratiated themselves into the game. But we're seeing less and less of that because of the way that it's been marketed, because of the way that it's been handled with its commissioner and the cheating scandals. And, and it's honestly, I talked about like that heyday that we were talking about with the Mets for, or the Yankees versus the Phillies has now turned itself into it's just a piece of metal. Don't worry about winning the championship. COVID, who's celebrating, who's not. And um, should Blake Snell have been pulled from that game? Because yeah, it's, it's, it's been one scandal or question in baseball after another. And when you have no definitive champion or, like, no definitive real purpose in your league for that long, it's not a big stretch to see why baseball is where it is right now. Yeah, that's that's true. It, it's funny that you say about the kids these days not picking it up. It's it, If you look at the, who the first two – picks in the MLB draft were Matt Holiday's kid was number one and Andrew Jones's kid was number two. It's almost which, like they were born into this. It's almost like they were born into this. It, it, it's funny, obviously all the Holiday stories with, with when he was with the Rockies in 07 and, and Josh Fogg, Fuentes, all of them were like, oh, this kid's going to be something at four years old. They can figure that out. But yeah, it, it's, it's like I said, there, there's there's a way to, to – um, there's a way baseball can find its way back. It's by continuing to do cool things like like the like the Field of Dreams game, stuff like that that can grow the game to where it is. And there's no doubt that that when the when the All Star Weekend or Week comes on, I guess it's 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 a spectacle for everybody. I think it is getting its. I mean, it's learning. It's a few steps behind. I think hockey because hockey kind of picked it up a little bit sooner. Getting involved in the creators, like the MLB creator class, was a huge step forward for them, and and that's definitely something like we don't talk about Rob Manfred and doing things right very often, but getting the creator class going, um, and we saw it too in the NHL with the always hockey guy um, Zach Bell being in a lot of the All Star competitions because he's got a big following online. Like that's no longer oh. Well, if they're not watching on TV, then I guess they're not watching. Those viewers don't count. Bullshit. You could get one to two million people to look at your uh, two-second video. video. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Two to ten-second video can get two to four million views, and that's X amount of more people that saw you on ESPN. Like You can you can use all these other avenues. You, you don't have to be stuck in the past and think, like, if, if it's not on a TV, it's, if it's not the Nielsen ratings. It's, it doesn't matter. That's no. You can very, TikTok is very very easy to go. Pick. You can very much figure it out. There's no doubt. There's no excuses anymore. Like like in the old days, if you were if it was 1920 and you're like, well, our sports dying. What are we gonna do? It's not. What are you gonna do? Put more news in the newspaper? Like like nowadays, you put your you put your game in front of people, and and people will attract to it. That's literally all it takes. Like like it, 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 and I'm like I said I never played baseball growing up I was always a lacrosse guy but if you look at like I'm such a big component of or a big proponent of the PLL and what it's done and obviously I'm not saying the PLL is the MLB because it's not I'm not it's not even close and won't probably ever touch it but it's it's not, it's not it, well. It would be like at the very end of our lifetime if it does end. Up it, it's either way it'd be long long time away. 
and if we get to that point, great. But if if you look at the growth of what it's what the small sport of lacrosse has done in the last twenty years, the small sport like like the sport of golf, you can go about golf. Tiger Woods brought in this new blood of, of everybody just wanting to beat Tiger and play like Tiger. I mean, Serena, Venus Williams, you can go down the list of people where it's it's happened in baseball. It's like I said, there's this running joke of being like, go ask a per- random person on the street, name one baseball player. Who are they going to name? Probably Mike, an old player. Mike Trout or somebody. Uh, if they know Mike Trout. Trout. If they know Mike Trout. And and you think about it, like the like, Japanese guy who hits and pitches is going to be a well, lot Tana, of the, yeah. That's going to be and, the answer that you get verbatim a lot of the time. Exactly, and that's the biggest mistake. Look, we talk about how basketball has it so easy being able to market their players because you can oh, see baseball. their faces. Baseball, you should be marketing superstars you left and right. It. You can market it like no. You can other. have them mic'd up the entire game and interview them in an earpiece like they do in the All Star game. Yeah. Like, you can do that with outfielders if they don't answer you. Just know that they're in the middle of making a play. Like play, yeah. It's like that. Like it's. I think it's, I hope there's I hope there's changes. I hope that baseball can get back to where it was. But bro, no, did you see the Did you see Tim Anderson? It was like the day going into the All Star game. There was a line drive hit about I think it was probably a good ten feet off the ground and, and slightly rising as it goes out of the infield. He's standing at the edge of the outfield grass at a shortstop position, and he literally skies. And snags that thing with room to spare. No, it I mean, is, I wish I would have seen that. Sports Center should have shown that. You can, but, yeah, <laughs> I saw it. On, you can probably find it on TikTok. That'd be the easiest place to find it. But no, the MLB should take a guy like Tim Anderson, take a guy like Fernando Tatis, a Ronald Acuna, the guys who pin like the that are quote bad for your sport because they celebrate and they like to be loud. Take those guys and put them in a highlight reel and just market that to the young kids, and that's what you're gonna. Absolutely. That's gonna be that's the best thing to for you. There's a reason why Tatis has grown so much. He's not as good of a player as everyone thinks he is, but he's a lovable, fun guy, and that that people can attract to. Yes. Um, what's the what are, what are we what, what do we have next on? The <laughs> well, let's, let's talk We're about to, just to be fair. I, I like I said, I've been in class all day. Nico was working all day, so and it is the off season, so we're yeah, gonna be a, this one's gonna be a little bit more laid back. And we're, it, we're I guess we talked about hockey for about four months there. Let's 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 talk about this off season yeah, a little bit because because Johnny Hockey over there is a jo- Johnny Johnny Columbus. Yeah, we had different feelings on on what this move actually did. That was the main one. I mean, other than I would say Nazem Kadri, uh, Johnny Gaudreau would have been the number one unrestricted free agent of this class. Yeah, I still, th- I mean, Kadri's or Gaudreau's much much younger, and he was top three in points. So technically, he is a lot. He was the much more coveted guy. It just looks but, little, like recency bias would put you more towards Kadri because of the playoff he run won, and, won, yeah. and the the impact that he had. But jo- Johnny Gaudreau in the regular season had a regular season that warranted. Um, what he ended up getting, and that was a seven-year, sixty-eight point two five million dollar contract with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, what was it nine point three five something like that AAV? I think. Yeah. And, and it's funny we 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 joked we talk about it's it like he left fifteen million dollars on the plate to leave Canada. That's how much he hates Canada. <laughs> That's like, like like look we 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 don't have nothing bad to say about Canada except that your sport is to now ours. So kind of funny, but the American-born guy turned down fifteen million dollars and left a team that was number two in the in their conference. To go to a city and be like, you know With what, a historically great coach behind the bench, and be like, you know what, I'm I want to go, I want to go play for a city that that 
is, is known for its college football team more than it is known for its hockey team, known for whatever you want to call it. And, and look, I, I'm all aboard for it. I, I, I know you have your different feelings about him leaving. Why do you leave Calgary? I love the, I love the fact that teams like Columbus can, can go sign Johnny Hockey because, because if you look at what has happened to Columbus in the years past, they traded for Duchesne. After once from when he was from Ottawa, he'd screw that. People are going to learn that that's a bad idea they, so, sooner than later. They they brought in Panarin from Chicago, traded from him. He left them. Bobrovsky left them. I mean, you could go down a list of uh, Pierre Luc Dubois wanted out. Arguably, their best young player wanted out. You bring in Line A. Someone picked you. Right? Think about this. Look, we talk about the Nuggets and be like, oh, Jokic, he cannot never leave, blah, blah, blah. Talk about people like, oh, people, Kyrie's trying to go to L.A. Well, uh, well, Aaron Donald, he's never going to leave L.A. Or Von Miller wants to go play in L.A. Or you, you name the list of athletes that want to play in bigger cities. Someone pick Columbus. And, and you want to say, well, maybe it's because of his wife and because she she's a nurse and Columbus has the biggest children's hospital in America and blah, 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 blah. But either way, I'm excited for it. I think the divergence and the difference in hockey is, is perfect for the sport. I mean, look, in the city of Ohio, people are go- that is going to sell tickets, going to bring people to stands. Absolutely. Absolutely. they got to be able... I mean, the, the bad thing for Columbus is they play in the Eastern Conference, and we saw the Eastern Conference is an absolute shark yeah. tank. So it's not realistic necessarily for you to say Johnny Gaudreau is going to be good enough to drag whatever remnants of a roster that we had. Yeah. I told you. Like, my feeling on Columbus, yes, the Gaudreau signing is good for them, and it could help them, but it's going to help them in, like, two to three years. This yeah. is a team, this is a borderline AHL roster that they're toting out there with an absolute stud in their number one guy in Johnny Gaudreau, but that's literally, literally all they have. They don't have any solid, like, they don't have a solid guy between the pipes that I know of. They don't have a good good guy that's going to patrol it's, the blue it's line. The, the main question is up the middle because obviously the line, line A is a few years removed from being an all-star and being on an all-star team. And here's so the, you're going to have to bet on Johnny Gaudreau becoming a two-way player and being a, becoming a 200-foot and, player. And it's the depth of, look, they, they dealt Seth Jones last summer to Chicago. You think Chicago's still hurting from that? Absolutely. They don't they don't trade Seth Jones with the thing, thoughts of, let's get young pieces and all we need is one star. You have a decent farm system, a bunch of guys in the AHL that 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 would be scratching for time, and all you had to do is like I said, Johnny Hockey's there for the foreseeable future, and you and look, he is obviously picked not winning now, and would rather have long term success. And in my opinion, right now, I know it's weird to say, but I am taking the long term success over Columbus, over Calgary, because of what Kachuk could be leaving as well over there, yeah. and the fact that look, Calgary may not even be a, is. A, on off every season, being like, oh, maybe the playoff team, oh, maybe they're not. Well, maybe they're the best team again. Oh no, they suck again this year. That's how it's the inconsistency, inconsistency constantly that led Johnny Hockey out of Canada. You're seeing it's a similar. It's like the reverse of what you normally see, where you give a guy a major contract length and expect the first few years to be where it pays dividends. You give Johnny Gaudreau this deal right now, and you're probably, if they were smart, they load that money up really heavy right now where they're still trying to piece together a team. And then when you do when you're able to do that and you've gotten rid of all the negative pieces that you need, you're going to get the last 4 years of this contract, that's going to be your window. So I think if Columbus in their front office is, is <laughs> as smart as myself and I would like to think that they're smarter because I I could barely keep a, a franchise going in Madden and that's just a video game, but I think that would be 
where Columbus is coming at with this contract. So if it, if that is, in fact, the strategy, I'm okay with seeing how it plays out because you're playing for the end of that seven-year contract. Uh, the, the other contract that we need to talk about that happened recently since we've talked last was the Andre Palat. He did move from Tampa. He's going north to New Jersey. He's going to be the left wing for the Devils. And, and, a, and that's a great spot. That's another p- player that's going to be on a very young team in, in New Jersey who, who has Nico Heeshear up the middle, has Jack Hughes, has a lot of very good young pieces over the – they just had the, the second over pick, who I think it was Juracek, another big defenseman. They got young pieces over there. So it's a solid deal, too. So I mean, five yeah. years, $6 million AAV for 30 total. That, and this is a guy like – this is your this is your culture center. This is the Claude Lemieux trade. This is the the guy who's got the championship experience, been now back to back to back Stanley Cup Finals, won two of them, and knows exactly what you need to do. Knows exactly what the boys need to do in the locker room to buy in. So, you you may not be getting an Andre Palat who scores six goals in the final two minutes of like seven games to win you. You may not be getting that level of offensive production, but what you're going to be getting is you're going to mature the young pieces that you do have, and you're hoping that that level of maturity and that, you know, now that Andre Pilat is there, guys are going to want to go play with Andre Pilat. I'm sure that there's guys right now, like, seeing themselves line up either as a defensive pairing with him or another guy that's on his line, like, who wouldn't want to center a line with Andre Pilat on one side? Oh, no, absolutely. And like I said, it's a dream for Heischer and, and, and Jack Hughes because Jack Hughes, like I've been saying, Jack Hughes is the future of not only USA Hockey but all of the, the New Jersey Devils, the guy they drafted number one overall two, three years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. So so it's it's – New Jersey set up perfectly. Pilat, like I said, he's not necessarily win-now mode. He got a bag and a place where he can get a bag and still have a sh- decent shot of, of reaching the playoffs. Obviously, New Jersey has a lot of other question marks, a lot of youth to figure out, but you can't hate. Like, like I said, it's another deal that he goes there. He's like, you know what? I've won my t- I've, I've had my time. I won. I'm, I'm owed this fat deal, <laughs> and let's just go. Get this bag and try to compete in two, in three four years and get back to where the Devils were at one point. The Devils are a team that I could look at and see a, a realistic chance where you might see them be in contention for a wild card spot and might be able to swim their way to towards the top of the Shark Tank in the East. The other team that that is in the East that made themselves a lot better early on in this off season and we talked about it already. But just between the two of us is the Ottawa Senators. Oh, the Ottawa absolutely. Senators were near the bottom of, of the league, and all they've done so far in free agency is get Claude Giroux, who is one of the biggest free agent signings that that franchise has had, and it's a guy that you get a hometown kid that uh, that is coming back and wants to prove that this team can win. They did re-sign the, their restricted free agent, Josh Norris, to an eight-year, $63 million extension, so he's going to be sticking around. And they've made uh, the the deal in to net. To bring it, the, I mean, you bring, bring in it, Matt, or not? You get rid of Matt Murray yes. and, and get rid of that fat contract, and you bring in Cam Talbot, who was a very very good he's goaltender. A legit, he's a number one goaltender. He is yes. a starting caliber goaltender in the NHL. Is he going to be that for much longer? Who knows? Because he is thirty. Yeah. He's going to be thirty four in this upcoming season. So you might be running out of time there. But Cam Talbot. It's a good situation for him because you know that he wanted to be the number one guy in his crease. And having to sit, like, there's no way that he was he able was to swallow good. that pill yeah, he, very easily when Marc-Andre Fleury started in the playoffs. And his and his agent also being like, when they signed Fleury in the offseason, he was like, we're going to work a deal out. And then Billy Garrett came back to him 
and and was like, yeah, well, your Cam is signed for the foreseeable future. Obviously, both sides got what they wanted, and he was out of there. But I think it's a great situation. I think Ottawa, Ottawa, Detroit, and, and honestly, you look at Buffalo too. Buffalo's got a lot of young pieces too Alex coming Tuck up. Is pushing that so, team up so, in the right direction. So there's a lot of pieces, young teams that that it's good for hockey. Like I said, no, it, it, the best part for hockey is when when the when when the back end level lower, lower level teams can push the higher end teams because. Last thing you want to see is go to a game, a random hockey game on, on a Tuesday night, and you see a seven-one game like, oh, this shit sucks. Yeah. Like that's the worst thing you can have. So a lot of diversity, a lot of um, growth for the sport is nothing but helpful for for hockey. So far, I mean, there's been a lot of franchises that I would say the East has definitely strengthened themselves and maybe even gotten a little bit more depth throughout. Um, the East has gotten a little bit more depth throughout the top to bottom. I don't. You can kind of argue who's going to be getting into the eighth seed now. We talked about it a little bit too, and I would say it still stands because there hasn't been a move that's really stood out to me for somebody else in the East or issue me in the West. The West is, has not through. gotten any better. I think the only move that would improve a team mightily would be the Kachuk to St. Louis um, connection. Because would, I would, I would actually be okay with that because I already hate all of the Kachuks, and if they're in St. Louis, that's just another reason for me to hate them. And he's from St. Louis, so I think that'd be a match made in heaven. I think that's his, where da- his dad played. His dad yeah. played there when the All Star game was in St. Louis. He wore the Yadier Molina jersey. Like it's, I think it's a match made in heaven almost. For like I said, he wants to get out of Calgary. It's it's unfortunate. That Calgary's getting the raw end of the deal, but you know what? You had your shot. Talk about a team that was that the last four years has had a top two seed in the in the NHL slash Western Conference. Four years ago, they had, they were the number one seed, lost us. This or this past year, you had home ice. You took the first round of Game Seven against a much lesser team, and then you lose to Edmonton, who in six games, in six games who was very very much worse than you. So. You had your shot. Like, like you, you thought made- that you were going to be able. Like, that's the. It's it's funny to be on the other side of this conversation now. But we talked about it with with the Avalanche when they were having their great regular it's very season. Very nice to be on the other side of this conversation. <laughs> you can play as like you can be the worst team in certain categories and still win games in the regular season. Like the Florida Panthers, we mentioned had I think thirty of their wins were come from behind wins. That's cute, and you can win games in the regular season. That's that not going to last. You are not winning. 16 games in, yeah. the, in the Stanley Cup playoffs where you're down. It's just not going to happen. You're going to have to be able to score goals five on five. You're going to – because especially when it gets later on in the playoffs, and we saw in the, in the last game of the Stanley Cup final this year, there was a penalty called on the Avalanche in the first period, a penalty called on Tampa Bay in the second period. There was not another penalty called unless, it was, unless there was going to be some sort of procedural like flipping it out of your own end. That was there was not going to be another whistle. It's, in that it's game. clean, hard-nosed hockey that a lot of teams have not been able to figure out. And luckily, our team did this year. And Tampa Bay has obviously found a way to do that. But other teams have not been able to figure out at all. Calgary's just that team that's been struggling with it for the the last four years, where they've had this little bit of a window. And I would say that you got you had goaltending that was good enough. Obviously, if if the Calgary Flames were as good as everybody said they were, and, and even as close to the Avalanche's talent level as a lot of people like to argue that they were. I never saw it, but a lot of people like to say that they were. 
Markstrom should have been able to win you a Stanley Cup then because I think Markstrom was a better goaltender than Darcy Kemper given the circumstances of Darcy Kemper having to come back from his eye injury. Markstrom was a, was a wasn't I don't know I don't think he was a Vesna finalist, but he was a top five guy in the league. In the first two rounds of the playoffs, he was the guy that was keeping the Calgary Flames, and he was the first goaltender. Like he did stand up to that offensive onslaught of Edmonton. It was going to be a boat a. a boat race for a while, but he ended up battling Mike Smith, and Connor McDavid just did what Connor McDavid does. That's another team. I think Edmonton, yes, you re-signed Evander Kane. I think I think that deal is just a ticking time bomb waiting to blow uh, I think blow it, was, it was the, meal, the deal they had to make. Yes, you had to make it, but now you're just waiting for the time where Evander Kane's going to oh, do some stupid th- shit, and you're going to have to try and offload that massive contract, because it's a massive contract again. He, he has somehow finessed the, another NHL franchise into giving him a massive contract, given his anger issues, given his gambling problem, given his locker room issues. Like, he is one of, one of, uh, he's a top five worst human being because he it's, takes cheap shots too they, and doesn't they, stand up for it. You himself. make that deal for two reasons. One, McDavid is a free agent in two years. You don't sign Evander King. You don't even make a move to try to go get somebody. Your biggest move this offseason was bringing in Jack Campbell, who will be an upgrade over Mike Smith, but not that big of an upgrade. I was surprised yeah. that Toronto if, didn't try to hold on to if him. If you're not Connor McDavid, they didn't even offer him a contract, first of all. They said, you're fine leaving. But yeah, if you're Connor McDavid, this team has done nothing. You let your... Second leading scorer in the playoffs. Yes, he was the second leading scorer outside McDavid. Drysdale was obviously injured all playoffs long. You let your second leading scorer in the playoffs, and the best chance that McDavid has had to making the Cup final, and 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 you let him walk like that, it would have been an absolute hell breaking loose. It's a it's a move that that you're gonna have to pay, unfortunately, in the long run. But it's a move you have to make to make sure number ninety seven is happy, because because look, Gretzky should have been an Oiler for life. He should have been. been. And and if you're a Conor McDavid, Gretzky won a cup with Edmonton. If you're Conor McDavid, how much longer are you going to deal with this? Right? If you're look, look, think about it. Johnny Goudreau left 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 Canada. Austin Matthews, he's a free agent next year. You don't think he wants to possibly leave and deal and not deal with the Toronto bullshit? Uh, you would think. You, but you, you you think he doesn't look at Arizona? Yes, they play in a fucking shit arena. No, but they're playing you, in a college arena. Either way, college arena. You don't think he's like, oh, you know what? I could go to Arizona and have this be my team, my arena, and my place, and my town. And you don't bring think the Leafs are his team. They didn't give him the C. I know they didn't give him the C, but it's, everybody knows it, that him. was the clear notion. You bring in John Tavares, a, 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 a free agency, and give him the C right away as a clear indication that's not his team. It, it should be, it absolutely should be. They play him like he is, but when you didn't give him the C, and you and, and look, they should at some point. Tavares is, is is a is a third line center at the best at this point in his career. He is not the guy that is producing offensively. Cool, he wore Toronto gear growing up, and he had uh, had pajamas that had Leafs on them and blue. But at some point, is you 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 really gonna treat Austin Matthews like the second hand that you have been? And as much shit as he gotten for the lack of development around him. He has single-handedly kept them in that first-round playoffs against Tampa, single-handedly kept them relevant the last two three years, and got them to the point to win the regular season. At some point, you're like, why the hell would I want to do with this? And if you're Connor McDavid, if they don't re-sign Vander Kane, if they, don't, if they don't do things to make their team better, why would you even consider staying in Canada? And look, this we're talking about a point in hockey where at some point people are flocking to Canada, be like, I'm done, I don't want to play for a crap United States team, whatever. I want to go play in Canada 
where there's legends, there, there's this history behind it and all that. All that history is not covered by the states. No one thinks of the Oilers as being good. There was a point where everyone wanted an, an Edmonton Oilers jersey. Everyone wanted a Maple Leaf jersey. Everyone wanted a Montreal Canadiens jersey. You go on that list. No one's like, you know what? I'm chomping the bits to go to Montreal. They're not. They're not. No, it's he's got a decision to make. And, unfort- I mean, it looks like he's going to be sticking around because that's what he's been shown. But the, the move that I would think would solidify my resolve to get out of there is especially now with seeing what he's been able to do when you just give him a little bit of structure. But Nazem Kadri. If, yeah, imagine Nazem Kadri playing with Austin Matthews right now. That would be the one of the top leading scoring duos in the NHL, and it would have had been, it would have been for the last two years. I I think honestly, and and it's funny to say because Kadri had been the catalyst. Like that, that was the reason we got past our our first second round curse. That was the reason why we made it to the Stanley Cup Finals because he was available for a majority of the playoffs. If you have Austin Matthews and Nazem Kadri, I think you can beat Tampa Bay in that first round series. I think that you can pretty much win the Eastern Conference if you have that those you two may guys run playing to together. A, to Bismarck with, with New York, but but besides that, I mean think about it like this. The, the where did where did Nazem Kadri's money come from? And that that they, that when they trade him away, where where did where did that money go? To John Tavares. I, I mean, it's 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 a you you signed a John Tavares guy who was had a great year similar to what college you had right now, an older guy that was going to come in with a C. He's a third line guy at best. Kadri is a number one line guy on on some bad teams. Number two line, number number two center at at least. Yeah. And you think like, well, look, if if they keep Kadri, you keep Kadri, and on that small contract, they could have made some other big deals. You bring into bring into Tavares to make sure your team is the best of the best, and you still have not left the first round of the playoffs. You you have done as much in the playoffs as the Detroit's who haven't made it in in eight ten years. Like it's 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 a domino effect. It's luckily that we haven't had to deal with that anymore, and we're past those days over here in Colorado. But Canada, like I said, this I don't think this Johnny Gaudreau thing is the is the first of things to happen like this. It's not, and I'm sorry, Canada, but I I think it, it may it may end up being even worse and worse. To try to kind of wrap up the NHL free agency discussion, the news that we thought was going to be coming out, and it turns out it's going to take a, a while to get out and, and make his decision. Nazem Kadri still not announced where he's going to be playing. We all know that it, it could be anywhere because he's the, an unrestricted free agent. A lot of the talk is the more time that it takes for him to make the decision, the more likely it kind of seems that the Avalanche are going to be able to work something out where he comes back. We had the move last Thursday where they sign a, a what could be a sixth defenseman to a two-way contract and opens up the possibility of maybe moving uh, Bo Byram, not a Bo Byram, oh, uh, Sam Gerrard. Uh, I heard talks about maybe moving a JT Comfort and having you know sh- a shift of everybody forward in the rotation for center. Um, so there's options. There's for- there's movement out there, and, and why why we're saying there's a good chance it comes back now because if you look at the contracts and the the salary cap across the league, it's not like there's a lot of space left. It's there isn't. There really isn't. There's a few teams that can still pull the trigger, like Calgary, like like the like the Seattle's, but but there's no other spot. If he wants to go to a contender, he comes back here. Yeah. And and and, the, and look, this may be because Joe is trying to move contract, but you have to think about it like this. The Avs have EJ's contract coming off their books next year. That's $6 million a year. That's a lot of money. 
that money's going Nathan McKinnon. I don't care how good Kadri is. I don't care if he puts up another fucking 100-point season this year. I am giving Nathan McKinnon his money and, and not letting him walk. I will have Nathan McKinnon stay on my team, make sure his number never touches another jersey before signing Kadri. That's number one thing right now. If that means having to go sign a Sonny Milano or or, or a or, or in the, go in the trade market and try to find a backup center, you do that. There, it's not like... Like the like Kadri, look, Kadri grows on trees. Kadri is 30-some odd years old, yeah. and you can find a guy that, that will produce at, at a much younger age. There's a reason why, the, why, they, why they, um, they, they, they prioritized Valen Shushkin at 26, 27 years old because they know by the time this eight years is done, he's at 34, and that'll be a, the end with, of his career. With Leckie, too. They got Leckie for five years because now when Leckie – I mean, they like he's a situation where they could re up because he'd still be on the right side mm-hmm. of thirty when his contract goes up. They've been smart about the term of the contracts that they've been giving out. Obviously, like the they just won GM Joe Sackett just won GM of the year. This front office has been doing circles around. I just one of my favorite memes that I saw. Have you seen Uncle Buck oh. with John Candy? Mm-hmm. It, it, he's like uh, he's on the phone and he's getting yelled at by his girlfriend, but it's just uh, John Candy on the screen. So you hear him trying to make his argument. He's like, but the I just and I was like, and he keeps getting cut off. He's like, "This is the other NHL GMs and fans trying to figure out what Joe Sackett just well, did to Joe him. and so Chris McFarland." Like, what? How'd you do that? Yeah, no, it, it may be the first time in NHL history that that a team wins back to back GMs of the year, and both of them are different GMs. Think about it. There's it there's a been, chance I mean, McFarland could like, win that. And they're getting helped out by the rest of the Western Conference, like we said. Oh, There's no other team. Worse. If Vegas has gotten 100 times worse. They're, they've given up literally everything for nothing. All for the Western Conference teams gave their best players to teams in the Eastern Conference. Like, it's, it's now the Canes, the Canes have Pacioretty to go along with Ajo and, and those guys, so they're interesting. Um, the scariest team right now it may be weird to say this. Maybe the Kings bringing, getting Drew Doughty back, Anze Kopitar back. They made some good moves this offseason, getting a fully healthy Johnny Quick. Can he get back? The Kings may be a decent team. Yeah. And, and, and if you're saying, well, maybe that's the team. <laughs> it's, yeah, look, look, the Blues, if they sign Kachuk, that's going to be the number two team in the West. There's zero doubt about that. If they sign Kachuk or Kadri, because if they, I don't think Kadri I don't will think go that there. he's, he's going, not to. going to. I don't think that he's going to either. A, but just because you know, that's what the, that's Jimmy, what people are trying to use to get under our skin now. So we got to. It's fine. They can kiss Kadri's it's ring. Exposure for, it's exposure therapy. They're that's not going to sign him. I guarantee you. I, I can guarantee you. You will. Are you going to guarantee team? I can guarantee you. Know, like oh, it's okay. not going to happen. They, there's a very good chance. I think they get Kachuk, and that's that's what gonna, that's what will take them over the top. But no, I right now it's us, St. Louis. I'd still put St. Louis over Edmonton. I'd still put St. Louis over. You name it, other than the Avs in the West, and I'll take and I'll take them every day of the week. Maybe over Minnesota. Minnesota's probably the next team. Yeah, like and and Minnesota's really like they're Billy struggling Garrett, at a lot Billy of different cap spaces. In a yeah. Bad, bad spot. Like they're gonna probably get penalized. The reason, the way that they're gonna get back down to the cap floor is they're gonna get penalized for going over the top because of the buyouts of the contracts. Like I get what they were trying to do, but they. If they were trying to go for a quick window with the buyouts, they'd pick the wrong guys in yeah. free agency and the trade moves that they did because they signed older guys that hadn't been proving it recently. Because you can't tell me Marc-Andre Fleury was worth the trade no. trade value that you gave up, the trade capital, at 38 uh, uh, years old and not producing, not starting every single day. 
a guy that can't really play 30 games a season anymore, you're going to go ahead and give That's up? That's not even half the season. I mean, it's – yeah, I – Minnesota, they're still paying Parise, they're still paying Suter. Yeah, that's a team that you're like, they should be better, but will they? Probably not. I don't think – I think they're just in the worst spot. They put themselves in that situation, so it's not like I have a lot of empathy for them because they made those decisions. That's – you got to manage – the NHL is one of the only sports, pro sports leagues that has a hard salary cap. Which means that it there is are, rock hard too. It is, and it's, 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 and it's they not don't, moving. They don't budge. They don't, yeah, they don't move it at all. I think it's eighty-two and a half million dollars for the entire uh, league salary cap. I think that's even pushing it. I, that I, might be I, what I they re, they increased it to this season. That's like a single contract. I want to. I want to even say it's like upwards of forty something. I, I don't think it's eighty total but i think because uh, 80 feels like a lot because i think the nba is around 90 to 100 per year uh, 82 and a half million uh, the minimum cap figure is 60.2 mm-hmm. but the cap has increased by one million dollars oh uh, maybe i'm wrong the first it just feels like these contracts should be bigger than i guess with 80 million but i guess it's the first I increase in three years. It's the first yeah. increase in the salary cap in three years. Yeah, well, well, I guess. Uh, look, this ESPN deal, I, I'm sure it'll boost it up. Yeah, so. and they're, they're, they leaned into biz and the, and the chicklets and, like, that kind of. Yeah, they They, they did the same exact thing as they did with the TNT basketball show. Like, people love the TNT basketball broadcast. It's, it's the best broadcast more, in the world, yeah. Way more than the ESPN ones. They, 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 some people throw on the pregame and postgame show just after the, they don't even watch the main game because mm-hmm. usually Lakers and Nets or something stupid like that. They watch their local game or whatever, and then they throw on the TNT broadcast to watch the postgame. It was the worst day of the season when the Avalanche finished the sweep of Edmonton, and we had to come to terms with that was going to be the last TNT broadcast of yeah. the season because I didn't want to listen to Sean McDonough and Ray's – who is it? It's Pierre Maguire. Pierre Maguire. I hate Pierre, yeah, Maguire. Pierre Maguire. I, hate, I turn the. I don't it's even listen to the sound in my NHL. I don't even put put the sound on my TV when I play NHL. I put a headphone in and I listen to an audio book or something. That's what I. I, that's I know how I it's play. bad. It's because we got. That's because we got. Uh, we got lucky with with Doc. That's 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 literally all it was. That's literally we had Doc Emmerich for however many years, and, and that's literally the go in my opinion right up there with Al Michaels uh, of go callers. Connor McGee is a little bit different. I'm uh, talking national, yeah. but Al Michaels and, and and Doc Emmerich are the goats in my opinion of calling sporting events. But yeah, it's 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 different. That's just it's the way we are, and you have to go through these bumps to get where they were, I guess, eventually. But Sean McDonough's normally like Sean McDonough's done a couple of the Winter Classics on NBC. He's good at it. It was just the ESPN broadcast in total. Like it was eight seconds slower than the TSN broadcast, so Canada knew. What well, was yeah, they going also on. the the sound was wrong. Yeah. I mean, the, you said good goal, and then the puck's not even in the net yet. No, that oh, happened yeah, more that was Bouchergras no, is what? another guy. Like I would love to listen ah, to Bouchergras. Like yeah. yeah, I would love to listen to him commentate, but it was just unbearable this year for yeah, ESPN. Yeah, like I said, it's a first year. You have to give them. Oh, also get a new panel because Chris Chelios and Mark and Mark Messier, Messier yeah, ain't it. old heads. They, they ain't, ain't it. Now. I can tell you that right now. Those two, they can figure it out easily. Those two should not 
have been on on a television. There's screen. there's there's some there's some uh there's some fighters out there you can find on put on the screen that would be more entertaining very easily. Messier and Chelios just try to dive deep into stuff that they don't necessarily talk about. And they have buy it like Chelios has such a a Red Wing and Blackhawk bias. Uh, yeah, Messier does with the Rangers too. Yeah. He, they hate every team that was their rival. I mean, Gretzky did it. Gretzky picked a, every single team that he played for. He picked. Um, he, he picked St. Louis. The Kings. He picked the Kings. He picked St. Louis. Oilers. He picked the Oilers. In all three rounds. Yeah, yeah. That's what he did. He was just picking his own team. Yeah. Um, when do you think we get a decision from Kadri? I, I, I think in the next two weeks. I think it's still I think it's still going to take go out two weeks? Uh, yeah, easily. I, I think he's not. he doesn't necessarily is, is not. Right now, I need to sign. Like some guys were, they like they they need to go get their money. He knows the money will come to him, so there's no point in 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 rushing this, in my opinion. And I think he knows that too. I think until I think he's working with some teams to try to open up cap space because I've heard teams like the Rangers possibly could be trying to open up cap space. Teams, that would be team, huge for the teams Rangers. like the Islanders that could, could try to open up some cap I've space too. Well, like yeah. there's teams trying to open up some room for him, so I think that's why this may take a little bit while. I think. How do you think? Boston is that Bergeron said he wants to come back. Well, uh, I, I I think they're they're happy because he can wear the C on his chest. But no, Boston is going to be a point. They're they're almost to the point where sh- with Chicago being like, hey, it's time, it's time, boys, time to take the dog out to the back. Yeah, we can move it's on. It's time to move on, boys. You guys don't have to keep running back the same roster no. every season. Uh, anything else you want to touch on before we move on from I, the NHL? I think that's pretty good for this. Yeah. That's pretty. That's more NHL offseason news, I think, yeah. that we've done in the in the last three years. So, um, Portland wins the the G League championship, so they get their G League rings now. That's so rubbish. Was there anything in the so last couple rubbish. couple weeks that, of the G League that we missed? No, not really. I mean, look the the Portland team was okay. Paulo was good. The the, the Nuggets. Signed Jack White, who was this Duke Australian guy to a two-way deal. I like a lot. There's 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 some moves that were made, small moves, nothing major. The the summer league, I, like I said, I, I watched a lot of summer league. I bet on the summer league because I don't know how to bet on baseball still. So I bet on the summer league. I was watching it a lot, but besides that, like it's 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 a it's a glorified Rucker Park, as I like to call it. People go to the Summer League not to watch good basketball. You go to watch pickup game, basically, type basketball where dudes are trying to make a job. That's literally all it was the past two weeks. So I didn't mind it. I think I think you could you could see some stars growing. I think OKC has very bright future with uh, with Josh Giddy and Chet, um, and obviously Shea too. But there's some team like like Orlando may surprise some teams with Paolo. Like there's there's some there's a good young movement. There's absolutely a good young movement. It's just like I said, the NBA is one of the leagues that takes a lot more. That usually takes a lot longer for you to have success. The yeah. younger guys, it usually takes a few years for them to mold into their body. It's not necessarily NFL. Well, I mean NFL kind of is the same way. But the, the, like you can't like a guy's gonna come on a team. It's gonna take two three years from from being all star. Um, so we could see some big leaps from guys here and there, but it's probably going to be the same group of guys still. Okay, so then explain to me what this Drew League is. Oh, and and Drew why League. is why is LeBron playing against a guy that would be starting at the YMCA? Hold on. Let's let's put a little respect on his name. The guy, I, 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 I'm putting zero respect on his name because I don't remember his name. <laughs> but but the guy pl- went to St. Bonaventure. He plays in the basketball tournament. Yes, that's a real thing. I'm not, I'm not just saying it. It's one of the biggest basketball tournaments for non 
NBA the guys. Basketball tournament yeah, is the, the, the name. TB, the basketball tournament. It's on ESPN. It's on oh. right now. It's playing right now during the summer. You can bet on it. Yep, that's the real. I was seeing Spikeball on ESPN the other day. I was about to pull out DraftKings draft and see, like, hey, do you guys got a Spikeball section? Spikeball section, yeah, no. But the Drew League, it's, look, it's, People were like, well, LeBron dropped 40 against Scrubs. Why the hell did he do this? He did it because because he likes put, he likes doing things look for himself and also to, to, for the fans and for his teammates. What look, look at what Kobe did. Look at what, Le, what KD did. They played at Rucker Park. They played in the Drew League. The best of the best. LeBron has never played at Rucker Park. What is the Drew League? The Drew, the, the Drew, the Drew League is a... Uh, it's a. They play in a middle school gym. There's, there's your first thing. It's a middle school gym, and and I think. Is it like a pro am or what is? It's, it's basically like there's teams and there's leagues where there's one team that basically you can add whoever, whatever, and they just play against these these other teams. But there's consistent teams. Best way to put it, it's the big three, but with an actual basketball teams that these guys that play in the basketball tournament, they don't make money. That they make a few bucks here and there, but it's nothing big. Um, is it? Fi- it's five on it's five. It's five on five. Five, yep, it's five on five, and like I said, it's 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 stories that Le- LeBron playing like going to be because I look, I remember I watched Bronny, his son, play in a high school gym where he was standing room only, and this was his son. I can only imagine what it was like at that at that in that arena. It's 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 something cool because look in his contract because look NBA players aren't supposed to be playing in those type of things because because of because of their contracts. But it was one of the things he negotiated in his contract. The Lakers like I want to play in the Drew League at least once, and because it's such a historic thing where a lot of the greats have went and played there. Julius Irving played there. Clyde Drexler, you can name the names. Big names have all came and played in that gym. And really, like, well, let me. I want to do it once before I'm. Done as well, mm-hmm. and and you can be like, well, he stopped padding. He had a terrible shot. He's he wasn't there to 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 gloat and everything. He you was mean there. He wasn't there to work on his game. He was there to put on a show for everybody, which he did. Oh, he absolutely oh, did. I thought that he was trying to get sharpened up for next season. But it's funny because Taylor Horton Tucker, who who was who was his who was who was his Lakers teammate, is is the guy who the Lakers basically drop out for trade bait whenever they ask for somebody. He. Uh, pl- Dropped eight points and uh, three rebounds, and literally was a role player in the Drew League. So literally, literally, other his other teammates that aren't in the league put up better stat lines than that. So that's all you need to know about what Taylor Horn Tucker did. But no, it's like I said. I, I I love the way basketball can give back to things because you look at what I mean, Gonzaga and. Oh, who are they playing next year? I think it's Gonzaga, North Carolina next year. They're playing on an aircraft carrier. They haven't done that in five, six, seven years. I remember when they when Michigan State did that against I think it was Duke or North Carolina. It's some it's it's a cool thing to do. Like if you wanna have in season tournaments, if you wanna have um Stuff like that, where the NBA is possibly thinking about doing, do it at places like the Jewelry. Do it at places like Rucker Park, where it's an outdoor atmosphere. It's something that guys want to play for. Like, look, the reason why all those early season tournaments are so fun for college basketball is because kids get to go to Maui for a week, because they get to lay on the beach and go hoop yeah. and play in a small gym and on on Oahu. Like, it's 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 why people love doing that. And I really hope, like I said, baseball with the field of dreams. I think that you open so many avenues. Hockey can do the same. You can play on 
play on Lake Placid. You can play on or play Make at sure the Lake of uh, Frozen Ice. Frozen Ice, or not, no, not Lake, Lake Placid, Lake Tahoe. Uh, Lake Tahoe. Like, like you, there's different things you can do very easily. That baseball opened up the pathway. I think the football should end up doing that eventually, but most of the historic stadiums are already like that. Either way, there's ways to do that, and the Drew League is just another great aspect of that. I like I said, I didn't mind it. I know people were giving him shit for playing for you. Like, why the fuck are you doing this? Because like he wanted to do it. It's a fun thing to put on for fans. Like I said, the the those the guys he played against, those are something those guys will have pictures of in their in their hill or in their homes that they'll tell their kids about being like, This is like this is what happened. Like I played against one of the top two greatest players of all time. Like it's something that they'll tell the kids for a lot, a lot of years about. So it's like I said, I think it's great for the sport. He he Look, as much you hate, you can hate on him, which I do, other people do, he has done nothing but help the sport out in the long run and done great things for it. I, I think once you understand and get the understanding of the history behind it, it makes a lot more sense because if you're like me, it's not just, just a casual basketball game, fan. Yeah. Yeah, just, it looked like he was just trying to like get some spot-up work at the YMCA, yeah, no, trying no. to get some work on the post. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Drew League has been around since 1968, I think. Maybe even that shows longer. It's been a long, long time. So, like I said, but I mean, look at the have been played there. Some of the most attract the some of the biggest basketball attractions have been the non-traditional like EA Sports NBA Street. One volumes one and two were some of the biggest basketball games. Like I had those basketball games, and I never played or watched basketball. So and. You you see all of those things. Harlem Globetrotters, some of the biggest things like the non-traditional, flashy style like the of kids, the basketball the kid game. style park where you pick up at, at your local neighborhood is what got these guys to where they are, and that's what brings people back to to the sport. Yeah. Like like seeing the professional athletes, seeing the people that that were the best in the sport for for however long, go back to their roots. And that's what makes it so much fun. Like I said, no one, everyone knows LeBron's going to drop 60 on somebody's head in some random Joe. That's going to happen every day of the week. But you go there because, like, wow, this is this is LeBron of his element. He's not in the above the bright stars. He's not he's not wearing a uniform that he's getting paid thousands of th- millions and millions of dollars for. Mm-hmm. He's doing it for the love of the game and doing it for the love of of the sport and, and, and just doing it because he can basically. Yeah, I think. It's a cool story, and it's a it's cool that the end, he was able to work it out in his NBA contract that that he got to play in that kind of venue. So, for the haters like myself that were thinking it was stupid, it wasn't stupid. There was a, a method to the madness. A lot of the times with those high level, high profile people, there's always a method to everything that they do. Um, uh, as Juan Soto just walked I know, off, I just the, want some money. You the, love to see that derby. Juan Soto finally wins a home run derby. So. Uh, Funny, you know, a guy that turned down fifteen years, a hundred, uh, four hundred fifty million dollars, which was we we didn't talk about this, but it's it, it was twenty nine million dollars per year, which Soto earns a lot more and should earn a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. It's the same deal that we learned with Tatis, but to turn down four hundred fifty million dollars is still insane. I don't care. I don't know how is. you say. No I don't care. That, I don't, yeah. I don't oh. care how many years, how, how much it is annually. That's still so much money. Well, there, there's no good way to segue to this, so we might as well just. Uh, go hard right into it um you tweeted out from our account today that it was announced released from the nfl pa today that if there is in fact a season-long suspension of deshaun watson the nfl pa would put him in a motion to sue the nfl 
Um, we'd have another situation where we see the injunctions and the suspensions and the restraining orders to where he's suspended, but he's not suspended because the restraining order, but then he's suspended because this judge doesn't uphold it, and we're going to start getting into the weeds of appeals. Um, I think it's pretty clear, if you listen to our, sh- our episode when we talked about what we think the punishment should be, that... We're both of the mind. This punishment should be non- it should, It's about making a statement. And it shouldn't be one where you could say, you could. You shouldn't be able to fight this one. No. You should just have to eat this one. Whether it's it's pre- set a precedent for it or... This is an unprecedented situation. It's, when is it's the, something we have never seen before. I mean, think about... Look, th- like, like we said, we, we briefly talked about the other past situations. Very few of them ever came back. Like, like, like Ray Rice, think about that, gone. Ne- the, never touched the field again. I mean, like, come on, like, set a fucking tone. And the NFLPA, why aren't we fighting Calvin Ridley's suspension? I, I, look, I'm going to fight your long suspensions, I'm, fight everybody's your long I'm going to keep fighting for Calvin Ridley because, look, I'm a sports better, and the way the world has come, we are no longer in the Pete Rose era. Calvin Ridley didn't play in a game that he bet on. He bet on games when he when he was out because of mental health, and, and he bet on games because he could. So so we gonna start we we gonna start just just going against guys that do it, did nothing to hurt the integrity of the sport. But instead of instead of we're, we're, let's let's sue the NFL over guys like that 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 did all this that dumb shit have, to other people. We have Come on, tried man. and true evidence of just being an absolute scumbag, and and really. Like the NFL should punish. It's going to be a punishment that ends up falling back on the NFL itself, because we have evidence that the Houston Texans knew about what was going on, and then not only knew about what was going on, but supplied the hotel rooms for these rendezvous to happen. Yes. Like they gave, they paid for with team and league funds, the ability for the, these things to happen. And we said too, like, is, is are all of all of the accusations going to be true. We can't really say we for 100% tell, yeah. certainty that every person that's come out against Deshaun Watson, whatever they said, is true. But when there's this many people that have come out and said this similar of a story, <laughs> you're almost starting to be like, okay, I can't ignore it anymore. You can't – like we got to a point – we didn't want to talk about this. We were glad that we had to talk about the NHL like, yeah. playoffs, the NBA playoffs. Like we, This was a topic that we did not want to touch, and we honestly were both kind of just hoping that, that the NFL it would, got would, filled. It would just take, it it, take, it, take care of itself. Like you guys are – we're all in agreement that this is one of the worst things that's ever happened, right? And the NFL is just sitting in the corner of the room not saying anything. We're like, right? It's, it's it, 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 And on top of that, still nothing with the commander situation either. Yeah. I mean, come on. The NFL is just literally waiting because they know they have a week. Yeah, they have a week and a half before training camp starts, and they're going to have lines of people outside of their facilities. They're literally just waiting until training camp starts so headlines can be made other than than most sports shows, top sports shows in the world, talking about Deshaun Watson this, Deshaun Watson that. In two weeks, it'll be like, well, maybe this team looks halfway decent this year. This team, this quarterback starting for this position. Like, it's the headlines that's oh, literally waiting until it gets thrown under the bus and, when and the washed, game, out, washed away. When the games get closer and when training camp starts, it's going to be despicable. But you know that there's going to be some people out there starting to fight for Deshaun Watson, saying that he, it's unfair. He is be, being treated unfairly by the NFL for not being able to appeal his suspension or whatever they're going to say. You know that there's going to be people because there are people that stood up for Ray Rice, like I said last mm. week. And we have Ray Rice, what he did on video. And we have on pretty good authority that Deshaun Watson is not the, the good, clean-cut role model that we all thought of. Is it is is it 
a situation where the guy should never be able to play again. I don't know if you want to put it that far. I are think you, that you could make the case for at least maybe a year and a half suspension if you want it to be. At least a year. Like, come on, yes. man. A year, I mean, a year, a year be, feels a year like it's be no a, question. A year is like, like, like nothing. He already sat out a year because the Texans didn't want to deal with that bullshit. What's why, 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 what's holding him back from and you know, one more year? And you know, suspending him for a year, he's only getting fined a million on off his a million dollar salary. I, I joke about the Broncos and I joke about how we barely, basically didn't have an owner. But if you think if the Browns didn't have an owner, that they would be fined this so much? No, they wouldn't be because the Browns have whatever stigma they want around them and think that they're hot shit, even though they never have been. Um, they they have some say in this because they have pull on on Goodell's leg. It's 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 unfortunate, but man. I there's like I said it's oh if there's any way it, and I really 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 I want to emphasize this as much as possible I really hope there's no chance that we have to talk about Deshaun Watson playing week mm. one I want to talk about Jacoby Brissett against against yes. against, uh, uh, um, against Carolina but that's what I want to talk about but if it does if we do live in a fucked up society and a messed up world and and he is available to play in that game. I really, really hope that Carolina is able to pull themselves together. I don't think Carolina will be able to do that, but I mean. I don't know if it, they will be able to or but, not. But somebody will. Because on, let's be honest, Cleveland with Deshaun Watson is a much scarier team it's than, zero than doubt what their it. other options are. They're a playoff team. Super Bowl contender will even go as far. They're a contender last year with Baker Mayfield at the helm at one point. They're a Super Bowl contender with Deshaun Watson. But, but look. I I talk I want to talk about this slightly here about I know I'm not trying to get away from this but the, what the what the Browns did to give up and what they did to get him literally is sending a ripple effect around all sports all sports. Look at what the deals now for superstars, quote unquote, have been made. Gobert deal insane. This Juan Soto deal. We're talking about four major league ball players ready right now that that the Nationals are looking to get one to get back from Juan Soto. Deshaun Watson got the most guaranteed money ever in the NFL and, and the guy should not play another year. They set up his contract so he doesn't lose a dime. Like like it's 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 a ripple effect that that they have to pay the price. Honestly, like it, it's, honestly it's too, affecting other leagues. Honestly too, I just put this Together, to, Evander Kane get, doesn't get signed if Deshaun Watson doesn't have the contract that he does either. Because what what these NH, what these professional teams they do all want to take a chance. Uh, the old Everybody saying the old saying now. goes: you can't win championships with all choir boys. You yeah. got to have a couple outliers, a couple wild things that just do march to the beat of their own drum, do little do things that are on the edge, and obviously sometimes they do go over the top. So like it's it's not to say that you don't want somebody like that in your locker room but when you have the ability to look at somebody and say at least we don't have that guy and, and right now deshaun watson is sitting as the example for all of the pro sports where you can sign a problem child you can sign the richie incognitos you can sign the evander canes and then you can just look at the browns and go at least we're not doing at least we're not paying a guy like the browns are playing are paying People used to do that with Philadelphia or all the teams that Michael Vick played on. At least we're not paying a guy that used to beat beat his dogs and, and all of that. And, and we're not denying that people can change. There's there's zero doubt that people can fix themselves. That that, that we had a person on our show that did exactly that. Like there's zero doubt about that. But there are certain situations where at some point you can't. There's a line that is crossed. There's a, there 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 are lines where you can come back. There are lines where you can. Yeah. Like, there are certain similarities there are simil- in, the, in the situations we're talking about. The major difference being 
is it's it, it was it's, not it's a, 58 women yes it, it's it's not abuse against women it's not it's not it, it's it's a difference i'm not going to yeah. go into the details no, as i still talk about but either it's, way it's, it's, totally it's a completely different situation people can figure themselves out there's zero doubt about that michael vick as as much shit as he did with all the dogs he took back and, and took ownership of the situation and reimagined himself and now is one is, is a guy that people are looking at like lamar jackson's yeah, like I mean, like like the russell wilson's that Kobe. are trying to Model this game after Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. I mean, like it's it, you can go down the list of guys. I'm we are not saying at all that he can't figure out his reimaging. There's zero doubt about that. Maybe he does. Maybe he's a great guy in ten years from now. But, but he right now, to be but right punished. now, there's the punishment that needs to be put down. He needs to feel. He, he needs to feel consequences for what he's doing because if he doesn't, you're gonna get another Darren Sharper situation. It's another. It's another. It's gonna, yeah. You're gonna end up in a. If Deshaun Watson does not get the help that it seems like he very obviously needs, we are gonna end up with a situation like. For those of you who don't know, Darren Sharper was convicted of aggravated sexual assault on like 40 counts of women, and this was not a guy that had like he didn't have to do this. He did this because he got so bored with being able to score when he went out with girls that he decided it was more fun for him if he would try and drug them and, and did that for a long time. Like if you let this this behavior go, it's going to get to a point where you can't take it back. And the NFL right now is at a critical juncture to where, one, they could save face for their league because of all the other shit that we're, we're talking about right now that's going down and, and they're not addressing. Two, you can then a part of, part of the punishment can be, hey, Deshaun, let's get you in some classes and make sure you know how the yeah. correct conduct is yeah, in the workplace. And there, there's ways of going about this, but, but every person that we just named off, every person that, that, uh, uh, that had, had some, some, something of this sort, they all paid the price. They all did, and we're really just going to do a slap on the hand again because it's the NFL, it's football, and everybody and football lives and bleeds everyone around the world or not around the world in the United States, for that matter. I mean, come on, like it's like I said, we we can beat a dead horse as much as we want. I'm, we both hope that that Goodell can does does the does the right thing, but I guess it remains to be seen, unfortunately. Yeah, um, you want to get to to start bench cut. Yeah, let's one. I, I know I said something about football. Uh, it's fucking weird right now because there's no, only baseball on, but the World Cup should be on right now. The fact that it's in fucking November in the middle of the NFL season pisses me off so much. I I, I, I would love to watch World Cup soccer right now. I would live for it. I would. I would at least the Euros or something. Yeah, like give me something. I mean, look, there's only baseball on right now. Literally, only baseball. There's not. You could. You could own this sucker. Yes, I get Qatar is a hundred fucking forty degrees right now, but there's there's this thing called indoor facilities. And if you don't, if you, and if, if a country can't supply these buildings that can do this, maybe it's not a good idea to go there, huh? Mm. Crazy thought. But but yeah, I look. I, I don't, mm. we'll talk. Talk about that more when it comes up. You're starting to think with a lot of logic here, Nico. I, I know it's crazy. It's making the it's making the blue shirts nervous. <laughs> it's, too, it's too much logic, right? Yeah. I, I well, I'll I'll cover it a lot more when or I will cover it because I know you are going to be paying attention to the American football side of it. Yeah. But I love the World Cup more than anything, so I'll cover that more when it comes up. But yeah, it is weird that 
we're we like I said we're scratching for content, not necessarily scratching for content. I think about we're scratching for stories to cover. It's like we're being, being a dead horse, but some of these things we can keep covering over and over again because there's so much to talk about it. Like I said, at some point, come on, man, give me something. I need. Like I said, I'm, oh, that's weird. why. That's why I watch the Drew League with LeBron in it. That's why I watch Summer League. That's why I'm watching fucking Russell Wilson highlights push a damn okay, sled yeah. in the middle of California. Like it's. Here's I'm the, fighting for something. Here's what I'm gonna tell you. I want you to remember that we had this conversation when it's November and we have everything NBA going on. starting, <laughs> NHL going, NFL is going to be midseason by that point. I'm going to be coaching two teams, teaching. You're going to be working. Yeah, like there's going to be know, a, I know, like we're going to sit here in the fall. It. I yeah. have to enjoy it. I have to enjoy it. I know. We got to take the time. We got to sit back. Vacation time. Yes. I get it. <laughs> um, okay, so start bench cut. I'm coming up with this one off the fly. Let's see. Um, start bench cut feelings that you get when you accomplish like do something major in your sport so um, I'll give you the your three examples that you're going from are going to be from your three sports that you played okay. and then we can com- come up with what it would be for mine so um, sinking a perfect three to either put your team up a game, out, winning, a, a game, a game, game out of reach or a game winning three um you are you somehow get the perfect shot and you score the game winning goal in a lacrosse game. Or I was a defenseman, so it, it'd probably be you um, get in in the way of major stop. Yeah. Okay, so you'd pull a Josh Manson in a, in a lacrosse game yeah. and you get the game winning save. And then in football, as a fullback, I don't know. You you oh, I know you like catching touchdown. the ball. You scoring a you, oh. are you gonna you want to go score a touchdown? You want to go decleating? Oh, I was gonna give you decleating oh, somebody. Man. Oh. Oh. I'll go score a touchdown because because okay. I so, never because I never got to do that. Start bench cut. Actually, I did in freshman football, but that doesn't count. Start bench cut. Scoring a touchdown <sighs> at fullback, stopping a shot as a defenseman in lacrosse, g- g- and game, game winning three. Game winning three is number one because I, I can count on the top of my hands where if I'm when I was a kid at a random gym counting them down my head three five four three and chucking up a shot. I, that's easily number one. That's not even okay. close. So that's that's easily number one. Three. Every every little kid that played basketball, everyone has done that. If you've ever touched a basketball, you're like, oh, game, yeah, there's five, ten seconds on the clock left down by one. What's he going to do? Blah, 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 pulls up three, game, game. Everyone's done that. That's easily number one. Number two is the 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 – Decletion slash game winning touchdown because winning a scoring touchdown, I almost did it in high school against California that team in California, but I never got to do it in high school. But that would be number oh, one. Was that when they missed the snap? They they yeah. were supposed yeah, to go on yeah, first yeah. down. Yeah. I remember sitting in film for that one. I wasn't playing in that game, but yeah, I remember sitting yeah, in film. Yeah. I, was, I almost scored that one. Yeah, so and coach was like Nico. You pissed? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's number two across because defense. What I played defense was not as flashy. But getting a big. You were the gritty stop, guy. Yeah, I was a gritty guy. I wasn't yeah. the flashy guy. So that's. Is there such three. thing as an offensive defenseman in the cross? Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's an LSM. There's long stick midi that you, you can play, but usually is a defenseman. Best probably best be- better way to say it is a defenseman picking up a ground ball going. Going coast to coast uh, and getting a breakaway goal for a game winner—that's probably be number one. That that wouldn't be number. One. That wouldn't beat the other two, but it'd be up there. That'd still be the one I cut. I'm benching the football one, basketball one because I played that in my mind more times than I can count. There's not. There's like I said, everyone everyone who's ever picked up a basketball has always had that feeling where you're in a gym shooting a hoop, like five. 
and shooting it, and 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 that's that's something that, like I said, if I I never got to do it, I actually oh, did I maybe, oh, maybe when I was little, but either way, it's something that every little kid dreams of is hitting a game winner shot. Yeah, I mean, I did that. I would, I obviously when I play basketball in my driveway or or by myself on the playground because I don't like to play with others because it gets <laughs> it's very evident as yeah. to why I don't play basketball with others when you see me play basketball with others. Um, so let's the three moments for for me. So we'll go one from um, football, one from baseball, one from wrestling. So football. I'll come, I'll come up with these for you. Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll say it's. Uh, uh, fourth, fourth and one on the goal line, and you uh, get a QB sneak behind your ass, and you take the goal, the quarterback in. Okay. So there's the football one. The wrestling one is getting a final pin in a championship match with like five seconds left, and then baseball, you were a catcher, right? Yeah. Okay, so just saying, walk off home run. Damn. I know, right? It's a tough. It's tough. It gets tough. I didn't realize how tough that was gonna. Because I, I honestly thought that whatever you said for football was going to be number one, but then I've I've had that happen and I did enjoy it. Like we've won a we won a youth championship yeah, on a happen, yeah. So, um, damn. You know, because I always imagined how it would feel, and there were a couple times in practice where I actually got to this point. I got into the flow state when I was practicing wrestling more than I've ever done in any other sport just because it's so physically demanding. Like, you you get to points where you can't think and your body just takes over. And those were always the times where I wrestled the best. I could never get it going in a match, but I could always do it, like, right at the end of a really tough practice. But getting that when the guy that you're going against and you are so tired and he makes that one-second hesitation Mm -hmm. where he's slightly off his guard and you get him and somehow get him in the the last-second pin – that is a moment that I've thought about. I've had in certain matches, but it was never for like a championship. But normally, when you have that, you get up, you shake the guy's hand, and then you get to go jump in the coach's arms. arms. Yeah. And at the time, my wrestling coach was Coach Barron. And now it's even, I still like to think about that, like w- me winning a state championship in wrestling and then going and jumping into mm-hmm. his arms, even though I'd probably knock him over <laughs> with oh, his, yeah. as our size difference. But that's, that's what I'm going to start. I'm going to bench. Um, I'll bench the quarterback sneak because it is like that. Is, that's my I, there, thing. There's some slight hesitation behind it, that. Yeah, I thought I mean, walk off home run, Jimmy. Dude, home Ooh. runs are home runs are different, and especially when you hit a bomb yeah. and you make sure that you know you let the other team know that they can't oh, hit yeah. it as hard as far as you can. There are a couple times like Dom likes to. I know that Dom is my hype man, but I feel like he's telling the truth when when he says we went to a tournament in Omaha and I had I played god awful I played catcher and I was Swiss cheese I could not stop a single everything was going to the backstop and everybody's running all around the bases but for whatever reason I hit like three home runs in five games and two of them were absolute moonshots yeah. and Dom was the one that would go chase my home run balls down and he'd be like ah, I can't like tell him to to take a stop, couple innings yeah. off. But it was if, um, you, if you were a pitcher, if I changed that to uh, perfect game, would would that move up? I was a closer. Closer. Okay. So I wasn't the starter. Okay. I, would, I liked. Um, on if if you gave me closing situation, I would probably put a closing situation like bottom of the ninth. Okay. That's why Mariano Rivera was my favorite player, mm. and it was Mariano Rivera and Jorge Posada because of the Yankees. Yeah. But Rivera was my favorite because it's always. It's similar to the enforcer rule, like that's uh, enter Sandman. Yes. It's the it's, it's the aura you, of him. You have three outs, 
if you don't get the three outs, you lose the game, or the game continues and you 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 miss your chance. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's I don't know. I like the high pressure situations yeah, where you can't really think. And the fourth and one on the goal line is similar to that too, because <clears throat> especially like when we play teams with like Valor, where there's a 330 pound nose guard, and I'm sitting there as 250 pound center, you kind of just gotta say, "Fuck it." Have you watched Yellowstone? Yeah, no, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't watched the, all of it. There's a clip of Rip where Dutton asks him, "Like, you figure out a way to do this without all of us getting killed?" Best we came up with was like, "Fuck it," you know? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. So there's a couple like any moment in sports where you kind of just go, "Eh, we're gonna give it a shot." Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. And when it works yeah. out, it's great. And when it doesn't, you hopefully can learn how to to make it work out in the future. But uh, that's fair. That's fair. I don't. No, know how I, that I don't. Got I, don't to a, I don't. It's funny how we both benched our football scenarios it, it's it is kind of funny how we did it that way considering football was your main sport and it was basically my main sport too so it's funny how we did it that way but we're well, we were real well yeah. rounded it's not like that was our only thing um no i think you got anything else that you want to no like i said it's like i said we're, we're very this is a solid solid yeah, heat to drop on our first variety we're, sports we're, we're, we're very very excited yep. like i said we're going to do a lot more things i hope you all enjoyed us on the all-star game thing um like i said we're going to do a lot more shows with them we're going to do a lot more um whatever live live thing so yep. if you're if you're scrolling across our twitter page and you see us live with them don't 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 hesitate to hop in and start chirping with us like absolutely do all that because like i said i we, we we talked to them it was like we, we're, we want to work on getting merch we want to work on getting more maybe blogs back out do stuff like that so this this brings a lot more avenues open for for us for you guys yep. than just to listen to our dumbasses for two hours so it, instead of just getting that two hour fix at once a week you can get a little bit more here and there so this opened up a lot of avenues for that but like i said we could not be more excited for variety sports now it, it's it's a, it's a cool logo it's vsn it's yep. cool throwing all th- making the thumbnail i was excited to throw that logo on all, on all of our stuff it's it's, it's exciting nice time. to be wanted and have a home again yeah. and by the way it's at variety underscore sports underscore on their social media handles at feotb pod for ours wherever you're listening to this show you can go search variety sports network follow the feed there and you can find all of the other great shows i know uh between the uprights seventh inning stretch uh, the Blue Note podcast is uh, are a couple of examples of the shows that you can find on there, but also the roundtable. Like, uh, Brandon's got ideas for days, and, and we're hoping that we have a couple more to bring to the table as well. But at Variety underscore sports underscore to follow the Variety Sports Network, uh, Variety Sports on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. Leave a like and a comment on the video. Uh, reach out to us. Leave a five-star rating and review. We'll read your, your comment on the podcast, and we'll always go back and forth. I got a lot of heat. Like, I got dog. Dagestani people reaching out to the podcast and saying they want to come fight now. Nick, did you see that? I did not yeah, see that, I I made the mistake of saying Islam might not be ready for a guy like Charles Oliveira, and I had some Dagestani straight up say, "Okay, let's go fight," but saying it in bad English, so I don't necessarily know if they're asking me to fight or if they think I know I how to fight. So uh, I'm a little confused over here. Yeah, let's not jump in any fights with them, Jimbo. No, I'm, I'm not even going went, back. I don't even say anything back. I just said, all That's I did, I quote tweeted UFC. I said, this might be a situation where they mishandle another mini, a superstar in the making. And all I got was, oh, you want to go, bitch? 
was like, okay, no, we're just going to stay out of this it's one. It's okay. We're not. We're, it's, this ain't that personal. We're, we're, we're just. We're just. All you Oliveira fans like to. I, first of all, not an Oliveira fan. Really. We're just a. Re- we're just a fight, fight game fan. I Relax just, there, boy. I'm, I'm just giving it. It's an opinion. Opinion. It's, it's, it's okay. It's, it, you all don't have to take it personal. Yeah. We know Habib is your Lord and Savior, and Hospula is the God over there. But come on now, it's okay. Lighten up a little bit. All right. Uh, episode 101 of the Far End of the Bench podcast, first on the Variety Sports Network. Thank you guys very much for listening. We will see you next week. Peace. This is the blues I'm playing. Yes, it's a final thing. When the night is cold and lonely This is the dollar bill beat Was it the money that made me a savage? Popping them prices that made it a habit Towing them pistols and serving them addicts